Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 175 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I am Seth. And I am Theron. And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in our own lives. Theron, thank you for uh, stepping in, pinch hitting once again for Carly, who is traveling. Uh, I believe she is going on a cruise, so hopefully we'll hear all about that when she gets back. Um, but uh, I think you and I uh, uh, both did the same thing this last week, which was uh, take our final rides on Splash Mountain. That we did. Yes, I did not go on the official last day. I went last Wednesday and I was like, mm, close enough for me. I, yeah. I enjoy the ride, but I wasn't a super fan that had to be there the last day. Um, no, I uh, for, for documentary journalistic purposes, I wanted to pop in on closing night and see what the scene was like. Um, and uh, I had a, a lightning lane uh, and only waited about a, a half an hour. But uh, there was a four-hour standby, posted standby queue when I left. And the, with the ratio that they were doing standby to uh, Lightning Lane, I believe that was probably close to four hours. Uh, I'm glad I was not there right at, at closing because uh, I, I imagine uh, from what I see on social media, it got a little ugly with people yeah. fighting to be in the very last log. But uh, I think I timed it pretty well. I, I got on my log right at 8.15 as the fireworks started. So oh, there you go. The fireworks uh, from the top. And then as we were going down, uh, the big drop. So that was pretty cool. Oh, OK. Yeah, you timed that really well then. Yeah. That's good. I did not time it, though, as well as you timed it because yeah. you, uh, I'm going to throw this up. Uh, if you have not already seen this, head on over to attractionsmagazine.com and read this article. Theron uh, had a very, very lucky boat ride. Why don't you tell us about it? So I went on last Wednesday and Splash Mountain had been down for hours and hours and hours. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon. And I was like, this ride's never opening today. Something major must have happened. Some friends and I were there and all of a sudden we see them sending some log flumes down a uh, down the drop with no water. They don't need water to drop, but it's very weird for Disney to not have the water. It's kind of like a show element for them. And all of a sudden they're sending them. We see customers walking around, a line starting to form. And once we see one of the vehicles that was tagged for maintenance go around a second time, we know that they had tested every vehicle, had sent it through. So we're like, all right, this ride's about to be reopening. We jump in the line. And in I actually have a video about these Imagineers being seen testing the ride. And when I was recording, initially I was just videoing the queue and I didn't even realize until later that they're in the video. That's why I end up circling them in, the, in it. So we get on this ride and my friend is like, why do those people in front of us look so familiar? So the vehicle right in front of us was empty. The one right in front of that was full of the lead Imagineers working on Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Mm -hmm. And we didn't recognize all of them, but going through some of the photos that and videos that we got, th this was the lead lead Imagineers. I mean, those are executives for Walt Disney Imagineering. Mm -hmm. And they were pointing at different elements. We could tell that they had headphones in and they were listening to music. So it's our best assumption that they probably have some of the music and the audio for the upcoming Tiana's Bayou Adventure attraction. And they were testing it while they were on the ride before they start some of this deconstruction. Yep. I got insanely lucky. I just, I mean, that I didn't time it. I didn't plan it. Didn't know they were there. It's just, we happen to be behind them. We happen to get the photo and videos. And so, you know, you can see some of our photos and pictures and stuff of them 
pointing to specific stuff. We don't know what it's going to be, but we know that they were actively checking stuff out. Yeah, I, I know uh, there's there's both the article on attractionsmagazine.com and you posted a, a YouTube video. Uh, yep. That was a very lucky find. And I especially love that you scanned to get their photo pass picture oh, yeah. <laughs> of coming down the ride for evidence. Uh, oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. I was like, well, it's right there. You might as well. <laughs> well, um, uh, you know, good night and God bless to Br'er Rabbit and his friends. But I am excited to see Tiana's Bayou Adventure uh, coming up uh, by the end of next year. Because frankly, uh, my last ride through uh, was kind of uh, disappointing in the sense yeah. of seeing how few animatronics were fully weak working. I don't yeah. I don't think that there was a single scene that has every show element still intact from yeah, burnt out lights to the the very first animatronic frog you see only had one eye moving, which so is just <laughs> winking at you. Um, no, no million dollar bouncing bunny animatronic you know every you know not even not even fountains in the the laughing place no no water fountains in the laughing place so uh it's it's time for splash mountain to uh move into disney history uh move into yesterland and uh i say bring on tiana yes i'm very excited for the new attraction and i agree when i wrote on that because that was this ride of getting them was the only ride i did that day yeah. and man those animatronics the lights even some of the speakers it was just it struggled to its last day. this is not the splash mountain of your your childhood in the early 90s that no. this is <laughs> this is this is a pale pale copy of that original splash mountain and uh if, if this is what it takes to get a e-ticket uh that is worthy of the weight uh that's that's fine by me yeah. so uh all right well let's move on uh, and kick off today's show by jumping into the news in the queue. All right, first off, good news for fans of entertainment in the Disney parks. Our publisher, Matt Roseboom, uh, got to meet with Disney Parks chairman, Josh DeMauro. And among the things he said is that live entertainment is coming back to the parks, uh, not a moment too soon. Yes. Uh, and one thing I think it's important is he said all, quote unquote, all mm -hmm. entertainment is coming back, but he didn't say specific ones. So yeah. Matt kind of mentioned that that was... It's returning, but it might not come back in the way that you necessarily saw it before. So, yeah. uh, there, there's a lot of wiggle room in this, and we should say that this was a on-the-record meeting that Matt and some other journalists got to have with Josh tomorrow. Um, but uh, they were not allowed to record it, so we don't have exact quotes. We just kind of have the gist of what he said. Uh, but we do know that the aerial meet and greet and the Beauty and the Beast. Uh, the enchanted uh, tales are coming back. So that's evidence that they are listening to guests who want uh, live entertainment back in the parks. Uh, I know he was asked specifically uh, about things like the citizens of Hollywood um, or the citizens of Main Street, I'm sorry, uh, and the Red Trolley Newsboys. I don't know if the Red Trolley New Newsboys are ever going to come back. That That's a tough one. Uh, but I would love to see citizens of Main Street 
and other things like that uh, coming back. And and Josh did talk about how much he loves the Disneyland band uh, and his his respect for live entertainment. So that's that's a good thing. Yeah, and Ariel's actually opened yesterday. Yes, and they also added. Yesterday. We don't have that in here, but they added new photo boxes. So if you prefer Disney Photo Pass cast members. I apologize because you're going to have a box when you go in. It's themed because much like it is at a bunch of other places like Star Wars Launch Bay and Meet and Mickey. But you should expect that there is going to be a photo box instead of a person there now. Yeah, and, and it's a shame because I've seen some photo box uh, photos being shared that are, are not exactly ideal pictures. Like no. if you want to actually be able to see people's faces. and things. But... You'll want to take your own photos as well. If you yeah, can. yeah, absolutely. Um uh, and uh, by the way, that reopening of the uh, Ariel's Grotto is with the uh, traditional animated version of Ariel, but they mm -hmm. have put out a casting notice that they are looking for uh, black actresses to portray the upcoming live action Ariel. So uh, it's be exciting to see where in the parks she will be going and for how long. That could just yeah. be a, a short term thing. We'll see. Um, it, there's a lot more in this article. Uh, I encourage you to go read on Attractions Magazine. Uh, Josh talks about Genie and Genie Plus, and he claims that he's actually used it with his own family and that it worked well. So I would I would love to know some more details yeah, about me too. what miraculous day that happened. Um, and, uh, you know, park hopping uh, restrictions and park reservations, it looks like are, are still going to be around in some form. Uh, Josh talked about how that makes a better guest experience overall. Um, but uh, it sounds like they're still working towards um, making the system m less unpopular. Continuing to work on it. I mean, we already know that some of the pass holder Reservations are going to disappear after 2 p.m. sometime, sometime this coming yeah. spring. Yeah, I so can't wait for that to happen. Yes, that'll be fantastic. I, be, I usually go to the parks in the afternoon anyway. So mm -hmm. for me, it's it's basically going to mean that park reservations don't exist, which I'm so happy to hear about. Yeah, the, the only thing we'll need a park reservation for is if you want a virtual line for uh, Guardians or presumably yep. Tron. Then, or then Magic Kingdom on the weekends. Exactly, exactly. Um so uh, there's a lot more here uh, talking about whether Disney Plus has affected the theme park budget, um, some of the expansions that might be coming up. Uh, it's a great sort of, um, I, I can't call it, quite call it an interview because there's no quotes, uh, yeah. but it's, it's a great report uh, that Matt wrote up. So uh, I encourage you to read that. Um, next up, oh. Uh, Disneyland Magic Key annual pass sales have resumed, and I am shocked to say that uh, as of right now, uh, I checked it, and uh, they are still on sale, at least some of them. That um, is surprising. Yes. The last time that Magic Key passes uh, went back on sale, they disappeared in like a day. Um, this time, uh, whether there's less demand or more supply... Um, they went on sale on January 17th. Uh, and as of right now, you can still get an Inspire key for $15.99. That's the top of the line. Uh, a Believe key for $10.99. Or if you are a Southern California resident, you can get an Imagine key for $4.49. Uh, the key I personally have is the Enchant key, and that is still sold out. But you can renew if you've already got one. Uh, yeah, I was a little shocked that these uh, did not go 
as quickly as the last time. In fact, uh, if you even look at it before, uh, whenever these went on sale, there would be a, uh, a wait list all day. Uh, and now you can kind of just click through and go yeah. right to add to cart. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, I think that's change. definitely an increase of supply in that sense, because mm -hmm. I feel like the demand has continually been there and it gets sold out and all this stuff happens. I think this is Disney starting to relax the pass holder reservations a little more and going, yes, especially mm -hmm. at Disneyland, they're such a big part of it. And they're probably a very large part of their income as well for a lot of these upcoming events and special moments. So for the hundredth anniversary of the Walt Disney company, they probably said here, come into the park, flood our park every day. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I did note that, uh, I've got my enchant key and I'm making a, a visit out to Disneyland, uh, for some of those openings coming up that we're going to be talking about. Um, and I noticed that as of right now, um, except for a couple days, uh, there's a lot of park pass availability still for, uh, annual pass holders. So, um, hopefully that, that will remain, uh, because I, I hate would hate to get out there and then have to actually buy a ticket on top of my own yeah. just to get in the park. Um, so if you uh, want to pick one of these up while they're still available, and uh, although they're still being sold now, um, they can disappear at any time, uh, you go to uh, Disneyland.com and look for Magic Keys. Uh, hopping from Disney to Universal, uh, the first portion of Universal Orlando's Mardi Gras concert lineup has been announced for 2023. Uh, the Good Times roll starting on February 4th uh, with Patti LaBelle, uh, a true uh, classic Queen of Soul. Um, and we've got uh, the concerts announced through March 5th. Uh, Theron which of these are you excited about seeing? To be honest, I don't know a majority of these people. I know the Goo Goo Dolls. I, I know them. Goo Goo Dolls. I was going to say, I, I'm dating myself. Um, some of these, like, uh, I'm not even how you, sure how you pronounce J-V-K-E. So that I'm going to go with it's Juke. I Juke. Just feel like All right, let's do that. Let's like do that. that. Uh, Marin Morris. Uh, uh, sorry, Juke is on February 10th. Goo Goo Dolls, uh, February 11th. I'm um, sure that's some name recognition uh, along a, a wide demographic. So that'll probably be a busy one. Uh, February 18th, Marin Morris. February 19th, Willow. Um, but I don't think it's the magical little person from the Disney Plus series. Probably not. No. <laughs> uh, February 25th is Three Doors Down. March 4th is Sean Paul, and March 5th is Lauren Daigle. Um, and uh, the event keeps running through April 16th, so expect another wave of concert announcements to be coming soon. One thing I think is kind of interesting to note here is that you can buy for a limited time a Universal Orlando food and beverage card where you pay $65 for $75 worth of food. But if you're an annual or a seasonal pass holder, you can buy $150 worth of food for $120. I have gone to this event and festival every year. I don't know that I spend 150 or I don't get $150 worth of food and drinks. I don't know. Maybe some people do, but, but to me, that seems like a lot. But here's the thing. You don't have to. These food and beverage cards, they only sell them for this discount this time of year, but it is good year round, not just at the oh. Mardi Gras booths, but you can use it at any any 
universal owned food or beverage location on property. Um, okay. It basically works as as a gift card. It's not good on merchandise. Um, there might be some very limited places where you can't use it. But I I stocked up on them last year uh, and just recently used up my last one. If if you're an annual pass holder uh, and you like to eat and drink in the parks, this is a great value. Now, I'm not sure if they this year they can still last year. Are you able to buy the card at a discount and then you would also get a discount the regular annual pass discount on each item that you mm. you that you purchased with the card so it was like getting a double discount it's not clear to me that that's uh possible now um oh yes john uh, john uh, self is clarifying in the comments that uh it is not good at uh, hotel restaurants uh, but in the theme parks and i think most locations in city walk you should be able to use it um, i've made great use out of them um Okay, well, that's that makes it a lot yeah. more worth it then, because I was like, I just don't know if I need one hundred and fifty dollars in gumbo and uh, alcohol. So, but well, I mean, if okay. if you if you hit, you know, if if you go on several nights, uh, you know, you can definitely burn through one hundred and fifty dollars worth, um, and uh, you can also continue the party this year uh, outside the park uh, at City Walk. Um, they're having uh, Mardi Gras parties at Pato's. Um, Fat Tuesday celebration on the 21st. Um, but the one I'm really excited for is the Red Coconut Club is coming back as the Cursed Coconut Club. Um, they need to make this a year-round thing. Um, I, I love what they've been doing with the Red Coconut Club for the seasonal events. And uh, I just hope it isn't closed off most of the time for private parties like it has been. I want to thank Universal so much for doing mm -hmm. these seasonal things from the Tribute Store. Mm -hmm. I can't think of what the other store is called. It's side of Islands of Adventure. Oh, yes. The, the All Hallows Voodoo Store. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, so that one always changes for the seasons. The Tribute Store always changed. And now the Red Coconut Club. Like, thank mm -hmm. you, Universal. It's so nice to be able to, like, every three months. It's not huge. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not getting a new ride. But I really appreciate the fact that every park and city walk is getting something new. Like, every four months, basically. Yeah, um, big props to the visual merchandising team, which is mm -hmm. the, the ones who do like the tribute store and all that. Tribute store, by the way, uh, in case you you missed it, uh, that is reek located. Uh, it's exited out of the uh, Mummy Extended Queue in New York, and it is going to be opening up inside the old Williamson of Hollywood prop shop, uh, the dark room, and the. Um, uh, the UOAP lounge, um, which is moving over to Islands of Adventure. So they're yep. going to have a lot more room, it looks like, uh, for a really elaborate uh, Mardi Gras tribute store this year. Excited excited to see that one. Very excited. Um, and one last little bit uh, that isn't mentioned in this article, but uh, I know there was some concern uh, when they started selling float rider packs this year uh there's a dining package where you get to ride a float some people were that would mean that there'd be no way to do it for free um, they did open up uh float riding for annual pass holder reservations uh i got one for myself for um february 16th um i don't know if they're all gone they 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 they're tend gone. to go pretty yeah i i, I assume I, that I they're gone the by day now. of yeah, yeah. when you they you went within the, the day. Chat, I went and checked, and it was gone by the ah, time I even got to it. All right. Well, they did make some available, and they have said that there's going to be uh, limited, but some availability day of uh, that you can do through the app as a like a virtual line thing. 
I also want to mention here, Magic City Mayhem Mikey, he's saying that there's two booths in Islands of Adventure for Mardi Gras as well. Oh, really? I was unaware of that. Okay, I got to go check that out. Thank you for that tip. Yeah, so that's that's good to know. There's even more food options. I can spend more of that $150 yeah. worth of gift card. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, I, I agree with Michael in the comments. Uh, I, I really did like that shrimp po' boy hot dog at Hot Dog Hall Ooh, never Day. had it. Hope that one comes back too. Yeah, it was an andouille sausage topped with fried shrimp. Mm, okay well i'll keep an eye out then yep all right uh well i will see you there at mardi gras for sure uh next up the disney cruise line is celebrating its silver anniversary at sea with new fireworks and if you are a member of the castaway club you can get an exclusive gift during select 25th anniversary sailings in 2023 um you've been on a disney cruise or two right I have not. I You've never had. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Never done I'm sorry. I didn't cruise. mean to rub it in. Um, what? Well, if uh, <laughs> there's lots of great reasons to do a Disney cruise, but uh, they're adding one more this year, which is a new 25th anniversary fireworks at sea show. Um, we've had uh, for many years, they've done the pirates in the Caribbean show in select sailings uh, and the, out of the Florida market. But uh, this year they're doing them, in Bahamian cruises, Caribbean cruises, and Mediterranean cruises. I don't know if they've done fireworks in the Mediterranean before. Yeah, that's that sounds new to me. Um, it's going to be, uh, as part of this, there's also going to have a Silver Anniversary at Sea theme song, uh, which you're going to get to hear that uh, during a special evening atrium gallery, uh, gathering. And also there's going to be a special toast to Mickey and Minnie, who are all dressed up in their festive 25th anniversary costumes um they are bright i'm excited to see what they look like in person outside of the concept art because they look vibrant but in a good way yeah uh so if you uh had been on a disney cruise before and you were uh, a member of the castaway club and you were going back on another cast uh, another cruise during this 25th anniversary season uh you would receive a silver anniversary at sea uh piece of artwork uh and it, it is framed Yes, but I was surprised to see that because I've done Disney cruises where they gave us prints, uh, but they were always unframed. Um, yeah. Wonder so how wonder you get that home in your luggage. Yeah. I mean, it's an eleven by fourteen art print, so that's that's a square foot. Uh, that's that's a decent mm -hmm. size. Um, so uh, yeah, good luck getting that in your carry-on luggage. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, I wonder if they did that exact size because that was like the standard carry-on or something <laughs> maybe, size. They were maybe. like, it will fit. If we do this Fairly. exactly now. <laughs> the art, artwork's created by uh, Joe Kaminsky, whose uh, work has been featured in the Art of Disney Store and also the uh, Cruise Line and Resort Hotels. Um, so if that appeals to you, head on over to DisneyCruise.Disney.Go.com or just DisneyCruise.com. And well, they will... Also go to that or you go to MEI. Uh -huh. You could also go to MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I going to say, it's uh, right at the bottom of the article. You can click it right there and get yourself set up. And they will help you out. Yes, they will. All right. Uh, moving from C over to Orlando again. Uh, exciting news at the Epcot parking lot. No, the trams are not yet back, but we've got new names and signage. Uh, characters have taken over the Epcot parking lot. Uh, say goodbye to imagine, discover, and create. And explore. Uh, 
Explore. Now we've got Wally, Eve, Rocket, Gamora, Moana, Hey Hey, Crush, and Dory. And I think it's smart that they split, kind of like the Magic in the Parking Lot. They go, now we have a space, and now we have an Earth section. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah. I don't... Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I know there are people who have very strong feelings uh, about this change uh, and, and haven't been shy to share it on social media. Uh, for me, it's kind of like a, eh, okay. Yeah, I was like, to be honest, I don't, I mean, like, I certainly do not have a heartfelt memory of a parking lot. I understand that that is something that's, you know, it was a part of Epcot. It is a traditional part of Epcot, but it is also a parking lot. And overall, if I was Disney, I think this makes so much sense. Split into two sides and no one remembers, was I explore 44? But they do remember, oh, we parked at Rocket because my kids yeah. said it 46 times as we were getting out of the car. Well, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's been 40 years, but I can still remember that we parked in Chippendale uh, when I visited the Magic Kingdom in 1982 so um yeah i i guess this will help hopefully i mean the ultimate goal of the parking side is to keep people from losing their cars yeah so yeah. if if like the kids seeing wally as soon as they get out of the car helps you remember which lot you're in i'm all for it um i just hope that like it that this was like a project that they had to get done before they brought back the parking trams and now that this is done we can see the parking trams come back yeah like something That's like they had I'm to hoping. theme one of the parking trams to earth and one to space and they were like well we can't have those come out without people knowing or i don't know yeah i do hope because disney themselves we have an article on it that they are they are past their own marker oh, yeah, when yeah, they yeah. said it would open at epcot and hollywood studios they disney themselves set a date and they did not make their own date so hopefully this is a, you know a step towards them being able to bring those trams back we'll see yeah and um, i liked the uh the talk online of people saying that every one of those characters is represented in the park except the wally characters and so they said do you think that's perhaps what the play pavilion is turning into now because it's not supposed to be the play pavilion anymore could wally and eve make some kind of presence in the park because every other person has something pretty big um well, I, I certainly would not complain about Wally or Eve joining the park, uh, mm -hmm. but um, I'm I'm not expecting to walk into that play pavilion anytime soon. No, uh, I don't think it's happening soon anymore, I, I, yeah, I, I, um, I don't know if they were originally supposed to be part of the play pavilion. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if they were going to have any element there. Um, maybe they're just going to be added into mission space. Like, you'll be hurtling towards Mars and you'll just see Wally and Eve fly by. by. <laughs> yeah. We got to have characters in every attraction, right? Yeah. I love Wally and Eve though. So to be honest, that's one of those that I'd be like, okay, okay. You can, you can kind of push them into something. I'm all right with this. I would even be fine with the Wally that very rarely shows up in the parks or for special events that oh, drives yeah. around. You can meet if he just showed up at Epcot, I would be there day one to do that meet and greet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, We've got one last piece of news in the queue, and that is that Sesame Place San Diego is making a splash with a couple new attractions. For summer of 2023, they're adding the Count's Splash Castle water play area and the Sunny Day Cafe character dining. Uh, and these are the two first two new big additions they've made since opening the park uh, mm -hmm. last March. I don't think you can ever go wrong with a gigantic water kids play area. And when can you go wrong on especially a park like this that's so focused around kids like character dining and a water play area? I feel like this is just not to say that they did it because it was safe, but I feel like this is a super safe bet. 
it's going to be incredibly successful. I mean, if you're visiting the park, especially in the middle of summer, you know, mm -hmm. a water play area, how could you go wrong? Yeah, uh, absolutely. The uh, if, if you're not aware of Sesame Place San Diego, this started out as a water park, uh, and then they kind of added on a Sesame Street theme and uh, a Sesame Street dry area that's very similar to the Sesame Street land that we have at SeaWorld in Orlando. Um, so it's kind of a hybrid park uh, with a lot of water elements and this new one, uh, the Count Splash Castle, is a huge one. It's got 111 play elements. Uh, it's got giant tipping buckets that dump 1,300 gallons of water. Uh, it's got three water slides. It's got it's double the size of the old splash area. Um, and I got to say what it, this reminds me of. I grew up going to Sesame Place in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. And uh, back in the day, they had a thing called the Magic Mumford's Amazing Water Maze. Um, which was before they had splash pads and all that. It was like it was like an obstacle course that you would climb through where you'd get blasted by hoses of soaking water. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever when I was a little kid. Uh, so this this looks like the the next next generation of that. Um, so I'm very jealous of uh, kids out in San Diego who get to grow up playing on that. Uh, as for explore. Yeah, and as for the uh, the character dining, uh, Sunny Day Cafe is 5,000 square feet. It's got a family-friendly buffet-style service, uh, and the characters uh, don't just come out and do photo ops, but they also sing and dance. Uh, it's it's supposed to be a, a immersive character opportunity uh, with, I see, Elmo, uh, Big Bird, um, all uh, oh, Cookie Monster back there, uh, all your friends. Yeah, again, this is... I, such, I feel like a good opportunity for this kind of place. And it even says there's going to be special events and dining activities throughout the year. So, I mean, you could do easy overlays for this, kind of like how they do overlays at the park in, uh, here at SeaWorld Orlando, how they just do little changes to kind of have a Halloween parade or a Christmas parade. You could definitely do that there. And this is going to be a favorite by families, I assume. Yeah, for sure. Um, and in addition to all this, they've also got 18 rides. Um, they've got a, a daily parade um and they do lots of seasonal events from elmo's extravaganza in the spring to a very furry christmas uh and they've got some reasonably priced annual passes so you can check that out at sesameplace.com slash san dash diego all right. all right that brings us to the end of the news and in the queue but before we finish off with our main attraction it is time to hear a word from our sponsor. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. It's time for the main attraction. Okay, for this week's main attraction, there's a lot of new entertainment and attractions coming to Disneyland for the Disney 100 celebration starting on January 27th, and we're going to run them down. 
First up, we've got shows, uh, and the first one is Wondrous Journeys. It's the new nighttime fireworks spectacular at Disneyland Park. It's going to have references to all 60 Disney animated movies, including Treasure Planet. Woo! I didn't know anyone remembered Treasure Planet but me. <laughs> Uh, it's got a brand new song. It's going to have projections, um, and it's even going to have Baymax flying over Sleeping Beauty's ca castle. Uh, that one kicks off on January 27th. And I'm loving this concept art from the Encanto house. I think that looks really good. And they, I mean, of course, Disney for years and years now, they've killed it with their projection mapping and Disneyland really uses some special when for Baymax flying over they usually do some special stuff like with that like when they did the up house a couple years ago so mm -hmm. I, I think it's going to be a really interesting and good show I, I'm excited to see it yeah I have high hopes um, I really I liked Disneyland forever uh, it, I loved uh, remember remember will always be my favorite Disneyland fireworks um, but uh, I hope with you know new technology this new flying Baymax um, that this will be uh, a good show to see and I'm I'm very curious, especially to see how they are going to handle uh, fireworks and crowd control with uh, Toontown, um, because they mm. are going to be opening a brand new ride. We're going to talk about it in a second. Uh, and traditionally, Toontown has had to shut down for fireworks. So let's see what that happens true. with that. Um, also up on January 27th is World of Color 1, a brand new version of World of Color uh, that's going to include characters from Disney and Pixar, but also the Avengers and Star Wars. Um, and this is one, if you want to see it at California Adventure Park, you are going to need to use the virtual queue in order to get into the viewing areas. Uh, and that is going to kick off every day at noon. I'm glad you don't have to wake up at 7 a.m. for the <laughs> show. That's, I appreciate that, that they're doing that. 12 o'clock. Well that's reasonable. You don't have to wake up at 7 a.m. for World of Color, but you do have to wake up at 7 o'clock if you want to ride Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. That's the last big thing dropping on January 27th. Uh, it is a copy with a, a few tweaks and a more impressive cue uh, of the ride that we have here at Disney's Hollywood Studios in Orlando. Uh, it is going into Toontown, which is closed, and the rest of the Toon of Toontown is not going to be reopening until March 8th. Uh, but you'll be able to ride Runaway Railway starting on January 27th, but you'll have to use the app starting at 7 a.m. if you've got a park reservation for Disneyland Park um, or at 1 p.m. Uh, if you're park hopping. And if you've never done Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, I know a lot of people hated when the ride first came out because it destroyed their beloved great movie ride. But all that aside, I really do enjoy Mickey, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I think it is a very colorful ride. I love the use of the projections. There's so much stuff to see inside. Mm -hmm. and I think it definitely has rewritability built in. Absolutely. So, I, I think it'll in a lot of ways, it's kind of like a rise of the resistance for little kids. It is, uh, yeah. You know, it's it's got great environments really smart use of you know both physical sets and projection mapping um i think there you know with like the dance uh dance rehearsal scene and stuff the the cars make really fun use of their their movements um and it's something that the whole family can enjoy together it's really rewritable too because you it get is. a different perspective depending on which car 
you get in. And there's also lots of little hidden details. If you don't want to look at Mickey and Minnie, watch for Pluto and the and the picnic basket. Yes. Or look for the crab. There's a yes, hidden, hidden crab. You know, or or the the octopus with the trumpet. Like there there's so many uh, great little little things to uh, keep you interested ride after ride. Uh, which makes it a shame that you're only going to be able to ride this once per day uh, using the virtual queue system. Um, hopefully eventually that will go away. You know, they got rid of yeah. using virtual queue at rise of the resistance and web slingers out at Disneyland and, um, you know, rise of the resistance typically has a much shorter wait at Disneyland than it does at Walt Disney world, uh, because there's just a lot more to do in that park. Yeah. So I think, I think after a few months or a year, once the, the newness of runaway railway dies down, they'll, they'll probably be able to switch to a standby system. Uh, if you don't want to deal with a virtual queue, you can also just shell out some cash and buy a Lightning Lane Pass. Or if you want to do it twice, do both. I've done that before for Cosmic Rewind here at Epcot. And Absolutely. Yep. I just want to you know, do it yep. again and again. Um, so as we mentioned, uh, March 8th is the day the rest of Toontown reopens. Um, I am leaving on the 7th, so I am oh. hoping that there is a soft open and that they don't just keep the walls up until uh until opening day but uh it's going to be very similar to the old toontown um less concrete more grass uh, or at least uh, artificial grass there's going to be a nice tree uh to lounge under um the the gadget coaster is going to be back with a slightly different name donald duck's boat's going to be there goofy is going to have a playground still um so you know most of the old toontown is there just with a slightly fresher look can't complain about that. No. Um, and just to round it off, uh, on February 21st, sorry, February 24th, the magic happens. Daytime parade is finally coming back. This parade was like the most ill-fated parade because it launched just like a week or two before the pandemic started and never got to, to really find its audience. So uh, looking forward to that uh, stepping off again in Disneyland daily. Um, keep an eye out for platinum infused decor throughout the Disneyland resort, including medallions, banners, and statues. Uh, magic band plus is at Disneyland now, and they're going to be rolling out some new unspecified features. And of course there is food and beverages and merchandise galore. And we've got an ultimate foodie guide. So you can kind of pre-plan all of your calorie intake for the day before yes. you even get there. All the yes. magical, delicious food and drink items. Yes, there is a, a great guide uh, breaking down all of the stuff that you will be buying, taking Instagram photos of, and then throwing out after two bites. <laughs> uh, sorry, did I say that out Um Might have. In my internal voice, sorry. Um, uh, finally, uh, one last little attraction that we are getting is on Main Street in the uh, the Opera House lobby. Uh, before you go in and see Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, you'll be able to check out a new 100 Years of Wonder exhibit that's going to have original artwork of Disney animators and also artists uh, paying tribute to um, films and attractions uh, in the Disney empire. Definitely, that's going to be a cool must-check-out exhibit for yeah. those super Disney fans. If you watch the Imagineering story, I feel like <laughs> this is a must-visit when you go on your next trip. Yeah. Original artwork and seeing the transition from those animated movies to what we have now, I mean, that's that sounds yeah. great. And that, I'm glad when they update little things like that. The whole Disneyland story 
Opera House, Mr. Lincoln, a real hidden gem. Uh, uh, a lot of people overlook that, uh, you know, heading down Main Street to get to whatever ride they want to go on. Um, but it's, uh, it's something, you know, every Disneyland fan has to do at least once a trip. Definitely agree. All right. Well, that just about brings us to the end of a show. I told you I would bring you in uh, a little shorter than last time. Um, but uh, thank you so much, Theron, for joining us again. Always happy to join. And uh, I want to thank our sponsors, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. And I want to thank all of you out there for heading on over to Apple Podcasts and giving us a review or leaving us a rating on Spotify. Uh, finally, if you want to find more coverage from us and Attractions Magazine on the interwebs, Theron, where can they find you? You can find me at Theron White, or as I always say, just follow Attractions because I just retweet and repost their stuff anyway. Absolutely. You can find me at the UG series on Twitter, at the Unofficial Guides on Instagram, and at the unofficialguides.com, where you can pick up copies of my new books. But you can also find the entire Attractions Magazine crew all day, every day at attractionsmagazine.com, at Attractions on Twitter, at Attractions Magazine on Instagram, youtube.com slash Attractions Magazine, and on TikTok at Attractions. And until next week, we hope that you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun. See you, we'll next see you again time. next time. Bye. Bye, everybody.